coming at coming you at less you than less than... Oh, what the hell are you hell doing? are you doing? Jack screwed up the intro. No, I didn't. We are coming at you less than live from inside the belly of a slightly extinct Mexican water monster in Northeast L.A. Oh, why? You gotta be sad. Because it's the Brian Howard Show. And here's your host, Mr. Brian Howard. Thank you, thank you. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard, coming at you here from, as Jenny said, not quite live, here from the Howard HQ in beautiful Northeast Los Angeles. I'm sitting here with Jack Dagger, and you heard the lovely voice of the unkillable Jenny Lynn, and I want to thank you, Jenny Lynn, from the bottom of my groin. For enabling yourself not to be quite as distraught as I was expecting the second I hit record on the magic recordometer. Oh, I was trying to keep my spirits up, and then Jack thrashed them. Jack, no, Jack thrashed them. You want to finish that mouthful, or I, I, I have a mouthful of delicious guacamole provided by Brian Howard. Thank you, but that's not what I meant. I don't mean Jack interrupting because that's kind of part of our culture here. Not during the intro. The intro. You were pissed before. Before I was the not... second before we started rolling. Literally I tried to bring se- it up by fucking with you. I mean, messing with you. It's all right. The, okay. the, the second before we began rolling, you were doing what you guys always do before we roll, which is checking in on your social media knowledge and your news and doing really highly professional podcast sidekick stuff. Right. Yes. Thanks for the compliment. Isn't that what you're doing over yeah, there? Yeah, it is. I think he's oh, being good. sarcastic. We're, we're no, I'm no. not. I'm hoping to God that's what you're doing over there. Because the Lord knows the I'm Jesus not prepping. out of it. Good. And you were bummed by a story. I was. And you sh- and you brought the damn room down the second before I hit REC. Yeah. Well, I think the Mexican water monster deserves that much. What is the story? He's a little salamander guy. Whose name is Axotl or something? You Some just called him the Mexican water moccasin. Like Wa- water m- monster. Because a, a water moccasin is a snake. Yes, and right. a water monster is apparently a tiny salamander who only lives in one lake in Mexico, and now they're not there anymore. And he's this fuzzy-headed little salamander. He was. They're completely extinct. Like the Anasazi. That, they just all disappeared yeah. at once. Yeah, all right. they did. No explanation. And that pissed you off. It made me really sad. But you don't care about things, and that's what I wanted to bring up. You came into the studio today, and I what did I try to do in the kitchen with you? You tried to dance. I decided to take you for a couple uh, waltz steps. I yeah. can't remember what inspired it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Before I got it here? It was yeah. hilarious, dude. Oh, my God. She had her hands out for a hug. Okay, for me to hug her, and you, I said, turned give me it a into hug. a dance. No, I said, let's let's hug it out. Like we, I usually greet her with a hug, but I was in cleaning mode for you because mm-hmm. of your allergies. Thank I clean you. up after my dog. I say, Jenny and I chit-chat a little bit. She's in the kitchen with me getting coffee, and I say, hey, let's let's have a little hug, as we usually do. She puts her arms in these awkward positions. Look at this position. That was not... Yeah, that's not a hug. No, this... No, was, one hand was up like, I'm going to waltz with a giant man, and I happen to be a giant it man. It was going in for a bro hug. Yeah, but, but then she stops. She just puts her hands up and stands three <laughs> feet from me. She's like a, a, a mannequin, like a weird. You go doll. 90, That's weird. I go I'm 10. not. I'm not. Yeah, that makes me uh, Michael. Oh God, if I could remember that reference to that movie, Mannequin, that'd be awesome. That actor, Michael In J. Mannequin? Hall. Michael J. Hall. He was. Oh, was it the guy from uh, Class? McCormick, McCormick, not Matthew McConaughey. Leave in the comments. <laughs> it could have no. been. No. So she just stands there, and I it go... It was Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. And I go in for the hug, because I have to go to her. She won't come all the way to me. She no. will merely uh-uh. open the I hug. I don't want to appear over eager. Like, I take advantage of that. I'm not going to put you on a damn pool table. 
Ping pong table. Pinball table. Pinball. Pinball Jesus Come on. Christ. Third time's a charm. No more movie references for you. I'm usually good at them and you know it. Uh. She wouldn't hug. So I go in for the <laughs> hug. And I figured, hey, we're almost dancing. So I say, let's do a little little waltz, right? Yeah, he did say that. It was like torture. Get off the phone. It was please. like torture. Prepping. Just, just not during the break prep. We're Prepping. in the show. We're talking about how and Brian I, dance raped me. Brian dance raped you? So yes. okay, saying it once is bad enough. Did it have to be said a second time? Yes. I was shocked by, by it. it well, be anything could be. You can attach the word rape to anything with this one. She doesn't like to be touched. No, she doesn't. Nope. The point I was going for is that she is without <laughs> human emotion for other humans. Meanwhile, a salamander with which she will never dance, hug, make love to. No, because he's kiss. dead. But you care more about the salamander. Yes, I do. All right. He has such a pleasant smile. Me or the salamander? Salamander. salamander. They don't smile. This one does. You no, they don't. Yes, it, it does. No, no animal smiles except humans. We know that for a fact. When you see a picture of a chimp doing the thing that we think is a smile, that's actually an aggressive thing. I don't think salamanders are aggressive. Ever. You, how do you know that? Do you live amongst the salamanders? Yes, I do. We're finally not echoing. You do. You did yes. for one year. The, the, the year after you lived in the tree? Yeah. Okay. I took a break from college. Oh, Most people insane. backpacked around Europe, and yeah. I went and lived with the salamanders. <laughs> All right. You ever seen a salamander ball? Ball is in going dancing? No. Is no, that no. A no it's like, like an a orgy. Ball. There's a ball of like salamanders. There's like 10 or 15 like or 20 of them, and they're all just twisted up as during mating season yeah. in April. So salamanders only have sex through. Yeah, how about. A little less group, eating from group you sex. today. Yeah, Did you eat to... before you got here? No, I no. didn't. There's literally food falling from his mouth. Literally. I, I just dropped the chip <laughs> on my okay. arm and then so, ate it again. So salamanders only have sex in uh, in orgies. In orgies, yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive. That'd be wild, huh? And they're gro- groovy, too. They're all like, what's up? They walk off slow. Yeah. They're like, hanging to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. up? Is there music playing? Mm-hmm. Always. Hanging tight. Wow. Little uh, like salamander instruments, though. Little so tiny like, salamander instruments. Please, please, please do that just for three more seconds. Please. I want to make this my ringtone. Okay, hang on. I'm going to frame it. You do it, and then I'll close frame it, and people at home can use the video audio. Salamander instruments, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You're welcome. I think I'm going to sleep well tonight. With <laughs> so them. delicate. It, it, it is. Nice. They have tiny, delicate instruments. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, and there could be. I'm not going to say it. Anyway, nope. I want to thank the people that uh, came out to see me perform last weekend uh, at the College of Lake County in Grays Lake, Illinois. I did a show there with Mooney the Magnificent. Sellout show. We actually. Oh, Sell this. Out. this is People that are listening are going to. there. My apologies, first of all. Me and Mooney, uh, Phil Johnson, who plays Mooney, and we do the Mooney and Bruin show. Another great variety artist, uh, comedian, clown, musician, juggler, great guy. Anyway, we're doing a show uh, at the College of Lake County, as I said, and we we were worried that there was going to be this deal where people were going to show up. We kept plugging that it's a sellout because we knew it was a sellout. Everybody's getting excited about getting a good seat. They knew it was a, a general admission. Oh no! Yeah, and so we're worried that people are going to come early. They're going to they're going to they're going to hog camp out. They're, exactly. Yeah. They're going to show up the second the venue opens. They're going to they're going to loiter in the lobby. We're going to get four hundred people crammed into a kind of a decent sized lobby in this venue. Actually, it's kind of in a college. It's not really in the theater area. It's in a different building. Kind of hard to explain. There is room for four hundred people, but we we're worried that maybe four hundred people are going to be there right as the house opens. 
and then there was going to be Mad Dash, and then we're going to have a Who concert. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I did there? A little history lesson. I get it. Uh, we didn't want that. So the idea was color-coded tickets of some kind is what I recommended. Okay. Uh, every group of 50 gets a, a, a first group 50 that arrive. You arrive, you turn in your ticket, or you get checked oh, off the will okay. call list. Gotcha. You're handed an admission ticket. It's a red mm-hmm. ticket. Next 50 people, blue ticket. Next 50 people, green ticket. You guys get the idea. I'm mm-hmm. with you. Okay, Phil ran with that and did this awesome thing. He made like five different groups. Sheets of paper with these funny, funny stamps on them that were very weird. But he gave them funny names. He made a little hand-done poster saying what each funny name was. So instead of saying, for example, okay, blue group, see now. It would be something like uh, Drunken Crow Group because the little stamp was a drunken crow. You with nice. me? Nice. Okay. Yeah. That was the theory. Our house staff folks, and thank you for their help. It's not their fault. Uh-oh. We explained this. They, they arrived late. They had a little car trouble. Because of course mm. it was it was literally, literally the Arctic this weekend yeah, in, the, yeah. in the central Illinois, North Illinois. Am I saying that right? Literally. Yeah, literally, it, literally. literally no, it would be figuratively. Figuratively, figuratively, the Arctic. Uh, it didn't work out. Okay. The drunken crows. Did <laughs> it just not. It, the policy of okay. Now this group sits. Now this group sits. We explained it to the folks that were helping us at the front of the house. They were very nice to help us out. We didn't have time to explain it well. We didn't have time to run through it. Uh, it failed miserably. Literally ten minutes before showtime, three quarters of the audience was still stuck in the lobby waiting to get in. This place seats four hundred people, so you have three hundred people standing outside waiting to get Jesus. in. Because you guys are rock stars, and everyone was yeah. probably pushing to get in. And yeah. Anybody get squeezing? No, nobody. Got, it wasn't Altamont. But it was And then the stage caught fire. And be- exactly. And because it was uh, social media, people are commenting on Facebook, tagging Mooney and Broon. They're going to the event's promotional Facebook mm-hmm. page, and they're expressing their opinions. Fuck this shit. <laughs> At the Mooney and Broon show. Yes. Yay. They were a little more polite than that. But only Fuck a little. Shit. Hashtag Mooney and Broon. Uh, <laughs> my, my favorite comment was by our friend Stephen Geist, who said, and I'm giving Stephen a shout out here. I, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me right now. Somebody to the effect of uh, Mooney and Broon show uh, interesting opening concept starting by pissing the audience off. This should be interesting. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so we basically we open the show with a sit down kind of chit chat for 10 minutes now. You guys both missed the show. We were at Burbank. Yep. Uh, thank you. I wanted to keep you away. I know. And we spent about two or three minutes without um, apologizing. No I, kidding. I, well, like in a airing funny way. grievances, yeah. like yeah. Wow. Well, here's, well, here's, Taking a list of their demands. <laughs> have you ever had to do that? You ever had to actually start a show by saying, "Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. We're gonna have a good time." But first, sorry for pissing you off. No, we normally Literally don't piss our audiences off that before much. you even walk out on stage. Yeah, normally we piss them off after we're out there. And I couldn't actually That's say true. it's the venue's fault. It's because we produce the event. It's us. The buck stops here. It's us. So the people in Illinois, that, the show ended up being great, by the way. And I think there's a little edge with that, a little bit. Like from you too? Yeah. The edge showed up. Yes. Little one. Yes. No. No. Like a little kind of thing. Us in the audience. There's like a little bone of contention. That's good. Little. That little little tension there. So and the I, audience wanted you, to hate fuck you guys. Hello. <laughs> Isn't that isn't, isn't that, that good? Uh, for you, possibly. Is it a salamander in the process? It can become That's one. That's why they're gone. She hate fucked all the salamanders away. <laughs> what the hell? Jenny, you and the animals. Man. I don't want them to leave. She doesn't want humans to touch her, but animals are okay. Uh, what happened to you this week, Jenny? I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I screwed up my neck and spent many days in a neck brace. 
Really? Yeah. It's what a neck you? brace with a hole in the front of it, so it, you just want to reach in and punch her like through the hole. Only you want to do that. Mm. Or, or I, mm. I don't know. Uh, if you, you were here right now in it, I'd probably want to do it. It's in my car. Or something. Okay. Can I wear it like during the second act? No, it's my neck brace. All right. Well, what happened? Uh, I You're don't... normally not that frail. No. Well, I hurt my neck back in November. <laughs> Shut she, the fuck up. She's the unkillable up. Jenny Lynn. Yeah, but she's prone to things. Bruises, she not neck bruises. I can't believe he's of all people saying that. You're allergic literally to the planet Earth. <laughs> That's true. You're allergic to the Earth. <laughs> Jenny pulls her neck once. Twice, actually. Tw- twice. Okay, this is a, this is a recurring. I, I pinched a nerve back okay. in uh, November, right. and it turned into a really bad muscle spasm, and I ended up in the ER. That's how I got the neck brace. And then again, I was on set for Rake on Friday, and it tensed up again, and I spent... Up until yesterday, in the neck brace on and off. Meds? Yup. Mm. What kind of meds? Vicodin. Why are you softening it? Just say Vicodin. Vicodin. Be proud of it. Vicodin. She's very proud of it. So that's a good week. How about you, Jack? What's going on? The arm getting better? Arm's getting better, slowly but surely. But also we took, uh, it was Tubishvat, which is the birthday of the trees, uh, the New Year's thing. It's a, it's a Jewish, Jewish thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. And we had a big festival. How do you say it again? Tubishvat. 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 That's a ja- that sounds like a Star Wars character. It, it, it does sound like you know that's a, there's a you weird lost. thing about there's a similarity between that, everything Judaism and Star Wars because there's lots of weird apostrophes in strange places mm-hmm. and if you ever read a Star Wars book that's mm-hmm. how they they just which create we names. all totally have exactly I mean look at look at the similarities uh, Jewish people uh, lived in that temple and the candle worked for nine nights on Tatooine. Luke had nine speeders. Nine, not yes, right? In, in Beggars Canyon, uh, yeah, he he bullseyed uh-huh. the nine womp rats. W- womp rats, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. See, what are you looking at me like that? That's you never read, you never saw the subtext in that movie. Jawas speak Hebrew. It's in reverse and sped up. That makes it an incantation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so you're cantors. celebrating the birth of the trees. Yeah, birth of the trees. Uh, this big, it's a huge, it's a huge organized chaos kind of affair with all these three and four and five year olds, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 insane. Absolutely. Is it only for kids? Is, is it's it only for trees? It's preschool, and the and, and the parents had to volunteer to run the thing. Is off. is the holiday meant only for kids? Is what I meant. Yeah, I think so. Is I it okay? I don't think uh, adults go around planting trees, but the kids in Sunday school, the. All right. Uh, Sunday school, Julets. Saturday school. Oh, Ju- there we go. Julets will go and plant <laughs> Julets, but then the full-grown Jews. I don't think they plant trees. Julings, Julings, Julings. Julings. Yeah. Go watch Star Wars. Exactly. <laughs> Younglings, Younglings, Julings. Yes, <laughs> plant the trees so, you will plant. So, little Jack planted a tree. N- no, fuck that. <laughs> uh, we just that was a long-ass walk to nothing. Yep. Well, here's here's the thing. It brought me. Uh, there was an MC there. Mm-hmm. In the gymnasium, mm-hmm. and uh, he's playing all kinds of weird music, and I would hate to have that gig. I would hate to be the gig, uh, the MC, um, and DJ for mm-hmm. a preschool event. Yeah, a Jewish preschool because event. Music that might be inappropriate for a preschool event. Yeah, they played lots of Michael Jackson. Mm, that's all right now, right? Is, is it, it Michael? Is it really? I mean, because he's dead, it's all right. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. Jenny says, "Yeah, I'm going to say yeah too. I'm going to because because you're implying the history of that gentleman, and not the music itself. Correct of that, of that genital, that gentleman. Oh, gentleman with little boys and possibly girls. The boy genitals. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what you're implying. I, I'm going to say it's okay because that generation has no idea. And why bring it up? What about George Michael? 
also don't care. Well, I don't care. I don't, Wait, I don't George care Michael never diddled a kid. Yeah, yeah. A kid. no, he, he just didn't. Had sex with people in public restrooms yeah. a lot. And who hasn't? Come on, I, he just I have. To it. I have. So George Michael's fine. Michael uh, Jackson, not too cool. And then Outcast. <laughs> Hey ya, hey ya. Of course, they played Hey ya. I'm like, yeah, well, this seems... is so like, how do you DJ a? a but that's not thing? a dirty song. It's no, that's not. It's not. Shake I, the Polaroid it's, picture. It's, Kids it's, have no idea what that no, is. No, they just they don't. Did that bother you though? It didn't bother me. Just it just. Would you have preferred all the that things... they played Kids Bop? Oh no, you wouldn't, right? Right, Jack, you wouldn't want to play Kids Bop, would you? You know what? You guys are right. Yeah, you guys are right. I'm glad. Well, I wasn't trying to change your mind. I think I think the music was. It's a hard for the game. adults, not for the kids, mm-hmm. obviously. As it often is. And that's what, you know, piqued my interest. I was like, this is, of all the things going on here, that's the most interesting thing is, yeah. the, is the music choice. Like, how do you choose music for a preschool event? I don't do kids' entertainment. Uh, I admire people that do. I do not look down my nose on it, but I think the best ones know how to entertain. They aim the show at the adults, kind of, make sure there's no cuss words and inclusively. sexuality in it. Inclusively. And the kids will enjoy, kind of be brought up in the wake mm-hmm. of the... The draft. All right. There you go. Uh, coming up, we're going to take a break here in a second, but coming up in this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to be uh, joined on the next segment. There's an ugly, ugly transition. You want to try it again? No, I don't. That's how it came out. I mean, that's the show. And now we're talking I, about the mistake. I have another anecdote. Uh, can, <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He always does this. He throws something in right as I'm rolling to, the, to a break. Well, because you're stumbling so well. No, just hold your okay. anecdote for a, a, a second act. We're gonna oh, be, I have an anecdote. Could I please throw it to break? And when we come back, we're going to have our good friend uh, Philip Solomon from Way Too Much Entertainment. is going to be here to talk to us about uh, being a, a, a variety entertainment uh, producer here in the Southern California area, a uh, developer of the great thing for children. We're going to that in a second. That's he's not a, totally a charity. Metal. He's metal. It's a charity thing for children. And he's totally metal. So stick around for uh, Act 2 of the Brian Howard Show after this brief break. Of the Brian Howard Show. That's Buell and the Beat you're listening to right now, ladies and gentlemen. We met those guys, Jenny and I, and Jack. We all met them at a burlesque show that Jack was performing in. Right? Is that yeah. one better? Yeah. What's that? Oh, yes. Buell and the Beat. Yeah. Buell and the Beat. Jesus. You guys. Oh yeah, I was doing down. the Whippet show with. Um, what's her name? Damn. Yeah. Uh, was that Chris? That was uh, give me a sh- uh, Peep Show Menagerie. Peep yes. Show Menagerie. Yeah. yeah, Chris Beyond. Chris Beyond. Uh, they're out there somewhere in L.A. So uh, if you want to listen to this album, you want to buy it yourself, go over to brianhowardcomedy.com. Go to the podcast page right there midway down. You will see a link to this album. It's called Dive Bar Profits. It's awesome. I asked them if we could play their music on the show, make their music the theme of our show. And they said, hell no. yeah, sell some albums. So go on over there. Speaking of clicking on things over at the webpage, this is a mutually, audi- mutually an audience-supported podcast podcast. Which me, you know what? You fucking me off as we were coming out wasn't helping, Jenny. So you were I'll, looking at me funny. Do, do you say, I was just looking at you normal. Do you say flicking or flipping? What, what did it's I say? To be we, let me just do flicking this. Flicking is guys. like a boogers on your finger. It is and you true. Get rid of flipped it. me off. Flipping. Anyway, 
Uh, we are an audience-supported podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are not paid to be here. We make our living off of whatever you throw into our virtual hats. There's a few ways you can support the show. The most obvious one is going over to brianhowardcomedy.com. Go to the podcast page, and you will see a PayPal link right there on top. You might be listening right now from a browser from each episode's individual page. Hey, it's right there, too. Scroll right to the top, click, and drop a little something into our donation bins. We had some donations recently, and I'll try to get those names into Act 3 because I want to thank those people personally. Uh, those donations uh, help keep us in bandwidth, help keep the AC on here at Howard HQ, and help uh, keeping uh, Jenny prepared for dance. I will never be prepared for dance. Never. There's other ways to support the show. You can actually buy the album that you're listening to right now, Dive Bar Profits, through that click-through on the page. There's also another click-through for Amazon, and Amazon these days sells Everything used to just be books. Now it's books. It's music. It's tapes. Tapes and That's feminine right. hygiene products. Yodeling hi- pickles. Really? I made that part up. I don't know. They how. do sell vibrators. They sell sex toys. Seriously? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. Yep. Not Jack and Jill. I Amazon. Know Jack and Jill does. Free plug for Jack and Jill. Thanks, Jack and Jill. All right. No, Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, go to Amazon. Get your books. Get your uh, music. Get your uh, feminine hygiene products. Get your sexual uh, toys. Uh, but don't just go straight to Amazon. Go to the Brian Howard uh, Comedy website. Go to the podcast page. Click on the big giant Amazon click-through link. It's right dead center on the page. You can't miss it. So do those things, and it helps to put a little few shekels into our existence. Shekels, it's a word. It's a Jewish word. I brought it in because uh, our friend yeah. Jack yeah. It's not I'm Jewish? not a Jew, but I'm Jewish. You're Jewish. You're married to a Jew. I'm married to a Jew. Which makes my you son, Jewish, right? And my, and my son no, is that's not... What? If you're married to a Jew, you're Jew. No, no. no, it doesn't at all. It makes me Jew. <laughs> you have to convert. Convert to what? Judaism. Judaism. Why? You're be- married to a Jew. You're automatically a Jew. It's like you're automatically a citizen. That, no? that exactly also like that. doesn't work. Right. Well, whatever. We're back now, ladies and gentlemen. I am sitting. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard. I'm sitting here still with Jack Dagger and the unkillable Jennifer Lynn. And now joining us to my left. Hey, hey, hey. That voice belongs to the Fat Albert. Of hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Albert is here. Holy crap. That's really weird. You didn't think it'd look anything like that. I didn't expect it. This no. is uh, somebody I've known for, we'll get into that for a second. This is uh, Philip Solomon, ladies and gentlemen, joining us here. He is the producer, the um, empresario. What term do you like of way too much entertainment? Force of nature. Force of nature. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess entertainment producer and still performer and speaker and trainer and way too much. You are a renaissance man. That's right. Is that difficult to have all those damn hats going? Yeah, and then, you know, be husband and father and mentor and, you know, life instructor and motivator, you know. Jesus, how many kids do you have? Three. Three? Wow. Yeah, 14-year-old boy and uh, twins that are seven, twin girls that are seven. So it doesn't really count as three. Oh, no, it counts as three. I know it it does. I was trying to spread out the ages in my head. Twin twin girls count as four most of the time. Is it more difficult? Uh, At times, yeah. I think when they're younger. But my wife, uh, you know, shouldered the brunt of that responsibility. I said, oh, gosh, I I got some shows on the road, sweetie. I think I need to go go out and uh, tour. Yeah, three years. I do that, too. Because they're the same age, do they... I guess what I'm trying to say, do they take care of each other in like keeping them occupied? Totally, totally. But they're they're not identical. They're fraternal. And so they're very different. They have their own characteristics, their own personalities, but they're totally rad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we kind of got into your family life very quick, but yeah. let's just back up a little bit. You are the owner and president CEO of a big entertainment company. Well, a, a you describe it. Um, Way too much entertainment. They're a entertainment 
agency? Yeah, we're, I would no, I'd say I don't want to be an agency. I think we're more of like a creative boutique. Uh, mm. where we have a small staff, my wife and I go going back to family. We're kind of like a family run business. Yeah. Um, training the kids to be artists as well. So yeah. we can, you know, hire them for slave labor Hell yeah. in the future. And, uh, Why not? That's what they're for. I don't know. We're a boutique company. I think, you know, with most companies these days, we try to come across a little bit bigger than we may, maybe are, yeah. but, uh, no, we do some great stuff. We do some, uh, contracts where I think people come to us if they want something interesting, designed, or uh, something unique, uh, which gives us a good opportunity to hire a lot of the artists and the performers in our community, mm-hmm. uh, working with from jugglers and aerialists to uh, burlesque performers. Like you, Dave Cox, you had at one of your events. Yeah, one magicians. Of our on the show, magicians. Yeah, Dave's rad. And, uh, and so it's nice. It's uh, and, and the name way too much kind of came across as being kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Because like, like you, you, you guys, you have a show, and you've been doing your show for years, and yeah. you've been like, that's your focus. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that guy. I was like always doing different things with theater or music or building stuff. And so I was thinking, well, what am I going to name it? Well, it's just way too much. And uh, <laughs> it, way was, too much. it was kind of a joke at first, yeah. but then it just kind of stuck. And people, some people are like, yeah, it's an interesting name. but It's a very cool name. It does catch your imagination because it almost sounds like you're condescending to yourself. But then, of course, it's tongue in cheek and there's a bit of wit there. Yeah. And I think, in, you know, maybe to the American sensibility of everything's got to be way too much. Yeah. And then yeah. when he, then when we uh, qu- uh, quote the price, then they're like, God, this is way too much. And you just go. That's right. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. No, but we do, we do some interesting things. We've been. Uh, people uh, will call you. They'll have an event. Right? Yeah. They'll yeah. have an idea for something. We a want, gathering of some kind. We want flaming monkeys rappelling off the building, and we want the smoke now off the Now, that's the client saying that? Yeah, to yeah, you? yeah. And they'd say, we want the smoke off the tails to uh, to form the company logo in the sky <laughs> as it floats over the grove, you know? Yeah. And uh, we're like, yeah, okay. Well, let's talk to the facilities manager and set up the rigging and get the monkeys and, you know, Light lighter fluid. Yeah, Is that how it usually good. works? Oh, no, something like that, you know? No, I'm, I don't mean that exact example. I mean, does, does the client come to you and say, Here's an R idea. You make it happen, or is it we have an event? You you pitch us some ideas. Well, it works both ways. Okay. It works both ways. Some things that we have in stock, and we're like, okay, yeah, this is stuff that we do. This is you know things that are uh, available now. But uh, we're I talking think- interactive entertainment, both stage stuff, like you said, stuff over your heads, characters, on well, people yes. that aren't in the entertainment world understand what you do. Yeah, exactly. Like or pieces of decor that are like part of an event that add to the aesthetic, like yeah. a big champagne dress or a uh, something that incorporates wind and fabrics and something highly visual and really interesting and kind of innovative and different. Wow. Um, yeah, so really, it, it runs the gamut. Yeah. And you, so in a way, the name of your company is perfect because yeah. you have to set yourself up as being able to accomplish anything. Yeah. Within, you know, of course, within reason. We, uh, does, you, that, you, 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 <laughs> does anybody ever, I've got what we're going to say. Oh, well, I was just thinking like, uh, like, uh, we did a, a surprise. So Megan Mulally and Nick Offerman, they okay. got in touch with us and they want Will and Grace, right? Uh, well, Megan is. Yeah. And then, uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, they're really down to earth, really cool people. Yeah. They came and they said, Hey, we're, um, going to have a surprise birthday party for Megan. She's uh-huh. turning 50 ish. Uh, and they said, we're going to do this surprise birthday party. And they wanted like guys in loincloths with a sedan chair to carry her down the uh, the the hallway of her house nice. and then they turn around and then when they turn she wanted like some plushy furry character no, this is Nick he wanted plushy furry characters molesting yeah. each other on their bed and wait, then wait, wait, and what then, and then and then the and that's then the then and you're the, keeping a straight face the whole time and then the mariachi band kicks in with Lucucaracha <laughs> cuz that's and, what you do exactly yeah. then you go outside and then there's, there's bubble fairy on their pool in a oh you know God. 
rainbow sparkles, and then you know those Jiffy Lube guys that are you yeah, know yeah, the, the wind the wind socks, yeah, and then yeah. they pop up in their backyard with a view of the Hollywood Hills. It was just you know so it, just, it was all his idea. Well, he, he he had an idea. He was like talking about synchronized swimmers, and so so he had this idea, this vision in his head. But then we we worked together and said, okay, well this would work here or this costume there, and so then we just kind of took the the seedling of the idea, worked right. with him, and said, hey, let's make it happen. It's pretty cool. Oh my god, he germinated it on our on our website waytoomuch.com, w a y the number two m u c h dot com. We have a we have a little clip. Actually, Megan Mullally went on Conan yeah. and described I saw it. described the whole thing perfectly, yeah. and I thought it was hilarious. And, and uh, she gave you a little plug. Oh, I don't think she gave us a plug. Oh, I, think, I think it was just. You, I think Megan. she was just saying some random amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, this is what they did. Yeah. So we, we're they. We have got you the, ever had to say no? Yeah, I just said no last week. Oh uh, no, the, two two weeks ago. What was the idea? Oh uh, no, well, it wasn't the idea. It was more of the person. We were working with uh, a lady. I'm not going to say any ethnic Justin descent Bieber. or anything. Michael Jackson's estate. We were yeah, close. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, but we were working with a client, and um, and we were really trying to meet their needs. And it was like a Wonderland theme. And we just had proposed idea after idea after mm-hmm. idea. And she'd get on the phone and she'd say, "Philip." This is what I'm thinking. Let me ask you this. Uh, and we had conversations for hours and hours and yeah. hours. And, and so my, my, uh, my, my customer service had reached uh, the, the, the maximum. Yeah. And, I, and finally, it was just, just going round and round and round. Yeah. I just said, you know, we're getting close to the date. We can't confirm these things. Yeah. We have performers out there holding time. For you. I said, right. you're fired. You fired her. I fired her. Oh I said, I'm God. sorry. We can't, we can't do this. Oh, my nice. God. It was my first time. I have not done it before. I know, but you have to do that occasionally. Mm. I, guess. I mean, every we've all done the gig. We're all performers. We're all blue collar performers. Nobody here is, you know, we're not hyper famous, but we all do these gigs where they're probably not good gigs, mm. and they shouldn't have been done. And ninety percent of the time, the client's fault because mm. they don't have somebody like you right. who says this will work, this won't this work. This is a terrible but, but idea. But then last week, I was doing this uh, DJ gig for this little Jewish community center planting mm. trees, mm. and oh man, it was tough. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, you chose some bad music. I was, at, <laughs> I was at a gig. We we talked about my desert gig on the show, or did we not? I desert, desert my, I, this horrible gig in the desert. Had they? I don't want to badmouth these people either. I cashed Sand the check. People. I did the gig. <sighs> Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> Tuscan Raiders. Jewish yeah. Tuscan Raiders. It was Jewish <laughs> Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> I was the wrong guy for the gig, and I knew that going into it. Actually, I didn't know it. I didn't know it till I got there. Here's yeah. the deal. And I'll, I can share a little bit of our history together. You wanted me to do a gig a while ago, and I've been feeling bad ever since. Oh, gosh. Well, maybe you're you're okay with it, but I can now get it off my chest. I been, I pulled out not, pretty early. I just said it doesn't sound like it's good. It didn't hurt you know, either. Pulling good. out is never the way to go. <laughs> I know. And here's why. And this is the story that's going to reaffirm why it was probably good that I pulled out of your gig, Philip. You were very nice. You said, Brian, it's got this gig. It's walk around. And da, da, da. You can do your thing. And I don't have that skill set. Nothing wrong with it. I just do not have it. You can't walk? I can't. The shtick that I do, the entertainment that I do, the comedy, the inter- the, the tricks, the, the show through You have line, no legs. I don't. Would you please let me finish? 
I don't have walk around skills. You guys don't either. No. I never. Yeah, really. You not guys, really. No. You guys not don't with, have walk around either. Yeah, not knife, with that knife, show. Knife throwing doesn't work. <laughs> no, exactly. No. And so I pulled out a Phillips gig, and then I got this other gig uh, a while ago out in the desert at this very ritzy place. Won't say the name of it, but super rich people. Everybody there was a millionaire, and I felt very out of place. It was a Renaissance themed things. So they found me through working at the local Renaissance fair. They backtracked me through there. They found my phone number. They called me. Great. No problem. Stalkers. <laughs> they said, can you come out and do a show? And I said, yes. I went out to do the show. I get there. And, t- and now as a producer, and I want you to t- just, Philip, you tell me where this person screwed up. Because, well, your opinion of it. And here's where I think it is right at this moment. The pers- it was handed off, first of all. I was hired by one woman, and then the whole project was handed off to a second woman. And I guess notes weren't taken and said, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, right there. Mm. And that's the problem. You can't hand off the gig. What yeah. we have here. Is a lack of communication. Exactly. I get there and I say, okay, where am I going to do my thing? And I'm looking around. There's not a lot of space for my thing. There's no audience area set up. There's no riser, stage, lights, microphone. None of that is present. I'm merely looking at little narrow walkways and sidewalks in this beautiful fake Italian Tuscan mansion, which was served as their clubhouse. Um, The woman says, the people are going to arrive here. We figured, you know, you'd interact with them here as they walked in. As they walked in implies time passing of them walking past me. Mm -hmm. That's the moment I realized this woman thinks that I do walk around, meet and greet kind of stuff. I don't do that. Yeah. Wrong with it. I keep protecting myself. I don't want to offend anybody. No, I admire the people who can Mm -hmm. because I genuinely would like to be able to do that. I would love to have that skill set. You know, even when when I was younger and I used to go to the Renaissance fairs as a kid and people would try to interact with me, the walk around, I would freeze up and be like, uh. Yeah. Uh, I can talk to people and be funny and witty mm-hmm. and charming. That's different, though. They wanted interactive you stuff like you develop a specific develop a character for that. Yeah. Yes, you and do. And that's our characters that they hire us yeah. for these gigs. Is they're not those. Yeah. Well, people. I spent the whole yeah. night basically, and and maybe this is the right thing to do. Basically, I, I decided to ignore the adults. I decided that ninety percent of the adults were I didn't like them anyway. I focused on the kids that were there, and there was enough kids there to talk to. And every kid that walked by, I, t- I tossed him a juggling ball, had him throw it back, and I juggled and I ate the apple as, and I threw the apple to him, and he was like, eh, and he caught it anyway, and it was kind of silly. And so that I did that sh- thing like twenty times that night. And I would, and I'd ignore the parents. Like they weren't even there. And the parents started beaming. They started going, Oh, this guy's interacting with my son. He's making him really happy. And I was a hit by the end, but it was excruciating. Yeah. So it's a, it's a definitely different skill set. Yeah. Uh, thinking on your toes, the, you know, recycling this material or whatever. It's but hard. No. Is it, it, now, is it harder for you to develop an idea that needs to be, for lack of a better term, uh, immersive? Then, then, then if you, if you were asked to put on a stage show, on one hand, or same kind of entertainment, but now make it immersive, which is, I think... Oh, no, it's just a totally different different skill set, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you have it. Yeah, well, it, 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 you just have to be flexible. Gosh, in, in this day and age, there's so many people that are doing this, that, and the other, and producing, and Burning Man tribes, and, you know, oh. variety arts, and all these people are coming around, and so I think uh, it's just a matter of being, you know, very flexible, and, yeah. and really, I think really what we do as a company is we just listen to the needs of the client, yeah. and then we look into the, you know, the amazing talent pool that's in Los Angeles is retarded. It's just, I mean, well, most of them are wow. retarded, but it's like it's it's a really amazing it means group it in a good way, ladies and gentlemen. Way. It's yeah. a it's a great group of people that we have in Los Angeles, different than Vegas or Chicago mm-hmm. or New York. Is it helping that the Burning Man? You brought up Burning Man, and there is this w- world that a lot of us in the room know. 
there's fire dancers, people like that are kind of coming out of the woodwork. Is that good or bad for your world? I think both. I think it, it's it's expanding. It's expanding the market and it's expanding what people are doing and people are more interested in variety arts and fire and stilts and yeah. all this kind of stuff. But then the argument comes up: is that is it more quality or mm-hmm. is it more mediocre? Uh, are you know are and, they really engaging the audience or or are they you know or are they really servicing the needs of the client and keeping them you know everyone's worried about pricing and fees yeah. and market and it's like if, if, are we able to get uh, you know decent fees for our efforts these yeah. days it's definitely changed a ton over the past 10 years or so yeah and 10 years ago you were working with Cirque du Soleil I still am still working with Cirque and what do you co- do with them uh, I'm a coach and trainer for them is that the term though Cirque Cirque. Cirque? Okay. You have to say Cirque. You have to say Cirque. 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 In, a, in a Quebecois form. Okay. Uh, no, I'm a, co- a coach and trainer for Cirque, uh, and then I coordinate some programs here locally. Now, I know it sounds real fancy and badass when you say I'm a coach and trainer for sure Cirque. It does. But but I, I don't even know what that means. Uh, what, but, uh, you know, me. they have, well, they, they have uh, artistic trainers, okay. and then they have marketing trainer, whatever. They have all these different divisions in Cirque, but the division I work with is called Global Citizenship. It's a hmm. part of Cirque that a lot of people don't know about or hear about, but it's about when Cirque goes into a community for their tour mm-hmm. or for a show, they just don't want to drop in there, take the money and run. They mm-hmm. want to be a good citizen and they oh. want to be uh, like in Santa Monica, the, the mm-hmm. show Totem is, is in there Santa right Monica now, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, they work with the city council. They work with uh, the different uh, you know, businesses that are either impacted or affected by their presence. Mm-hmm. Like some people at the pier – they love Cirque there. They're like, oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. But then other people are like, well, that's not our audience and that's not the people we want. I think that's exactly their audience. Santa Monica? Yeah. Well, or I guess, you know, but there may be some people on the pier that, you know, they're not – They're the people that are going to the pier aren't paying – Hundred dollars a ticket. Uh, you're talking about the businesses on the pier, yeah, the exactly. Rides, the shows, okay, and they it. take a big chunk of the parking yeah, lot. So mm, there's a little true. give and take. And so this department, global, global citizenship, they go in. And so, for instance, we have a, a program there mm-hmm. as at the Police Activities League, and uh-huh. every community has a pal. And mm-hmm. so it's called Police Activities League. It's like a boys and girls club. It's but soccer. We ha- well, no, baseball. it's all kinds of soccer, baseball, yeah. basketball. But we have a circus arts program there. We really? have a performance bed trampoline that we got from the O. Training room for the show in Vegas. Uh-huh. We're teaching oh. trampoline. Oh, cool! Oh. We're teaching them wire walking, stilt walking, balance, juggling, mm-hmm. circus arts, teamwork, and so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just totally recreational. But the it's it's an initiative from Cirque called, and it's a program called Cirque du Monde, which okay. is Circus of the World. Sure, and. Um, and so the goal of that is not to create artists or a farm league for Cirque, but it's uh, right. to to make connections and have uh, – Now, is know, this the charity? It, well, oh, it's tied okay. in. It's oh, tied okay. in with it. But this is what we do in Santa Monica with the Police Activities League. And then in Hollywood, we work with a lot of the uh, local nonprofits that mm-hmm. service homeless youth, homeless street youth, kids that are on the street, yeah. kids that come to Hollywood with the big dream. Yeah. And then they find themselves compromised and you know doing what they need to do to survive on the right. streets of Hollywood. So they're there. Uh, we have – it's called My Friend's Place. Mm-hmm. It's code word on the streets like, hey, man, where are you going? Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to the local homeless youth shelter, mm-hmm. I'm going over to my friend's place. Oh, cool. And they can come to my friend's place. It's right at the corner of uh, Bronson and Hollywood, right Bronson by 101. And, Hollywood. All right. and uh, they can go there and get services, uh, get you know uh, counseling. They can work on their resume. They can get clean clothes if they want to go to an interview. But it's really just kind of helping. And this is, and this is through Cirque du Soleil. This is their charitable organization. Or is this you? No, it's, a, it's my friend's place is a local partner. Oh, okay. It's a local organization organization here that's been established for 25 years now yeah. and it started with some people just serving sandwiches out of the back of their car uh, but it's grown 
And uh, when Cirque du Soleil was looking for a community partner, mm-hmm. they wanted to have somebody that was connected with the youth that mm-hmm. we wanted to outreach to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they wanted to have an organization that's kind of like-minded. That's and that's connecting. how you got involved with that. Exactly. And exactly. you're doing a show coming up? That Are, are, are you teaching the, the – are, is there a, a, a classes for a circus skills? Yes. The, oh, okay. Now, Weekly. where do they do that? At, at the facility at my friend's place. So they come in oh my and God. They're, getting, you know, they're getting their basic needs met first. They're getting sure. like some food or – You've got to eat and shower and get clothed before you get on the slack wire. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Before you swallow swords, it's important to clean your face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's and, just true. And get something in your belly. Yeah. Uh, and so they take care of that, but then it's an activity that mm-hmm. keeps them, you know, uh, maybe takes their physical focus. Because, I mean, these are teenagers. They want to have risk. They want to mm-hmm. try new stuff. They want to challenge themselves. They're a little more so, open to it. Totally. Well, yeah. so, for the most part. And then, uh, but even if, the, if they're not open to it, if they're not, they're probably not open to much. And so we try to, and these, these are kids that are on the margin. Yeah. You know, they're not the kids that are from Brentwood or Westwood or whatever. Right. These are kids that are from all over the country, all over the world. And uh, they're here in Hollywood. They're on the margin. They're about to fall off the map and maybe end up on Skid Row as adults. Yeah. So we're trying to adjust around, bring them back in, show them that not all adults are assholes because the reason that they're probably there is because they had a uh, an asshole adult in yeah. their life that either neglected or abused or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, we're kind of developing relationships with them, hanging out and uh, teaching them circus arts. That's not the goal. Circus arts is like a, a flashy lure that's yeah. in the in the bass. You know, well, it's a perfect one in a way because I mean, so often kids in that position are are what are they attempted to be forced down the throat? It's either religion or learn to read, which is nothing wrong with learning to read or religion. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but learn to read or or just sort of basic arithmetic stuff. You know, it's hey, go back and get your GED, or and which doesn't spark the imagination. As well, or, that's all I was trying to say. Or, or if you. they need help, or if they need counseling, so much of the counseling is so heady. It's like, hey, we're going to talk about it. We're yeah, going to let's we're rap. Gonna, we're yeah, let's yeah, let's <laughs> let's, let's get rap. real with each other. Yeah. No, but this is like it's a, it's an opportunity to kind of approach them in another way, non traditional yeah. way. Uh, through, you know, you're working with someone and helping them find balance in their body yeah. or helping develop their brain by learning to juggle or right. challenging them in some way. And the it's accomplishment really, can't hurt. No, the, no. The sense of accomplishment when you finally do juggle three balls. Because it, because you feel it. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And, and it's it, physical. It's yeah. Tangible. And we say that see, learn that feeling of right. learning something and then yeah. you can apply it to anything else you want in your life, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so but they find, you know, the statistics show that if they come and they interact with our group, they're right. two-thirds more likely to develop a resume and go to counseling and kind of better themselves in some way. We've had some kids that would um, come in high on crystal meth or stoned or drunk or something like that. They come into our class, but you're not going to get on stilts and stuff when you're high. No. Uh, but so we uh, we say, well, come on back next time. Here's a feather you can balance for now, you know, yeah. or something. But then they come back and they say, hey, I'm, I'm clean. And so yeah. if it helps... Get me on in, those stilts. Yeah, exactly. So if it helps in just little ways, that's a great thing. That's fantastic. I want to learn about... And, and when is the upcoming show? So we have a benefit performance in Santa Monica okay. for the show Totem. Okay. I think I'm saying it correctly. Totem. I always mess up the totem. names of certain like shows. Totem, totem pole. Yeah, totem. like a totem yeah. pole. Yeah, I believe. It's not Mystere. Or it, it's <laughs> no. Totem. And uh, it's at the Santa Monica Pier. It's running through March. Okay. We have a special night. That's it's the on, night I want to hear about. It's on Valentine's Day. April uh, 14th. February. February wow. 14th. <laughs> my wife hates me. Wow. <laughs> I don't celebrate Valentine's with my wife. That's, okay. why I, that's why I love her so. 
Um, February fourteenth. February fourteenth, and that um, is and that is the fundraiser show for uh, my friend's place. That's right, okay. for my friend's place. So. We've been given by Cirque a block of tickets. Okay. And if we, as we sell those tickets, 100% of the proceeds go to support my friend's place and the Cirque program, the circus program okay. that we're doing for the youth. And where are those tickets available? They are available at myfriendsplace.org. Okay. Then I forward slash totem. But okay. if you go to my friend's place, all one, you know, all word, you know, web thing. Mm-hmm. Myfriendsplace.org. Yeah. There'll be a sign on it that says Totem. You uh-huh. click on that. You can, it's three easy steps. You pick the date. It's easy. There's only one. Yeah. It's <laughs> February 14th at 8 p.m. Yeah. Then you go to two. Then you pick how many seats you want. Yeah. And then you go to three and you say, I want that section, that section, or that yeah. section. Now, people are like, well, is it tax deductible? And is all this stuff. It's like, I think that we have... Ten or fifteen dollars. It's like ten or fifteen dollars on top of the normal ticket price. Yeah. Okay. So it's giving a little bit more. It's not getting a cheap ticket on Gold Star. No. But you're getting you're you're it's getting for a good cause. It's for a good cause. You're getting a great show. It's perfect date night mm-hmm. for uh, those Valentine slackers. So my friend's place do. dot com dot org dot org. Look for the totem link. And is there a phone number too? If not, we'll get it on the next break. We're gonna right. take a break right now. We'll come back with a phone number for that. Right, right. on. And I want to talk a little more about you now. Yes. We come me. back. Let's we talk so me. much about business and shows and stuff. Let's find out a little more about Philip Solomon. Has some great questions from our listeners, and uh, perhaps uh, I will attempt once again to dance with Jenny. are back. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard, and I'm happy to say that this is the first time we've actually gotten this far in the show where I actually could, if I wanted to, eat some guacamole I made for you guys. Yep. Normally, it's gone. Normally, I would have decimated it by now. Because we have a guest today, you're being polite. I'm trying to be. I can't get to it. N- neither can our guest. <laughs> That's true. Philip, you're the would you only like some one. guacamole? It's minute, just out yeah, of right. reach. It's yeah. like, hey, you want some of this? You uh, want some of this guacamole? Yeah, you know, you, all the cool people are eating it. I'm going to lick, so I'm gonna lick cool. the bowl and get all the little uh, little bits of chips that are down at the bottom. Yummy. <laughs> welcome back. If you're a newcomer to the Brian Howard Show, welcome aboard. We want you to be a regular. We want you to be part of the cult. Here, enjoy this Kool-Aid. Join us. The best way to be part of the cult is to hit subscribe. Subscribe should be right in front of you if you're on the uh, website. If you're listening from iTunes, it's right there below that goofy-looking black and white picture of my face. Which my wife thinks I should change. No Your way, face? dude. That's cool. No, like. no, no, the actual photograph, Jenny. And you think it's cool, Jack. I like it. I love it. Well, her point, and it's relatively correct, was I was so close to the lens on that Photoshopped image, it makes my I, my nose looks bigger than it naturally is. So you should get a nose job. It's a caricature icon. It's 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 well defined and memorable. Don't I just love how Jenny's solution is how I am the flaw, it's not your, the photograph, not well, the yeah, graphic. Your big schnoz. That's, yeah. that's your brand. You're the problem. Your brand is well, the beat. Anyway, see, it isn't. Oh God, I, you know your what? nose I, isn't your brand. No, and I'm a strong enough individual to hear that and not let it affect my performance. Liar. Yeah, you're totally, totally lying. Welcome back to Act 3 of the show. If you are new to the show, please subscribe to the show. There's the word show way too many times in a paragraph. You do that by hitting subscribe on the iTunes uh, page if you're listening from iTunes. And that way it gets downloaded, ladies and gentlemen, right into your computer, your smart device, 
your dumb device. Brain. Uh, in your brain. When you're asleep at night, we drop a new episode. If you're on the East Coast, we tend to drop them in the evening on the West Coast time. So you'll wake up tomorrow morning, listen to this, go, oh my God, it's already in my phone. The fact that I'm telling you that now implies you've already have subscribed. And that it's... So that in sentence the past? makes yeah. so well done, that you sentence. So, well, so well, well done. I think well done. you just broke the space time continuum. I did. I thank them for doing something while telling them to do it. Yeah. In a way that only they could hear it if they've already done the thing they've asked them to, to do. do while they're driving to work. While they're driving to work. Ooh. We just caused a couple accidents on the Jersey Turnpike. Or in, a, in Atlanta. Atlanta is frozen in. Spinning if you're listening out. to this, if you're still stuck on the highway in Atlanta, and if you're within a Wi-Fi area, you can, <laughs> totally you can download an episode. Atlanta right. has turned into Hoth presently. It is. <laughs> so it's from totally Hotlanta to Hoth. I'm, I'm from Atlanta. That's I know you Born are. and raised, baby. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to say I'm from Hoth. From Hot Lanta. Let me take care of <laughs> Speaking of hot, speaking of hot, thanks for the transition. We got to get Philip to enjoy some jelly. Maybe I'll send uh, Jenny into the fridge. She knows exactly Stop what the jar Stop sending like. me into the kitchen. Listen, there's the hot pepper jelly. Our friends over at Jenkins Jellies are sponsors of the show. And here's what we've done, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they love us so much, they've enabled us to give you guys. Enablers. A, uh, a deal on this wonderful jelly. There's a company right here in beautiful Highland Park, California, one neighborhood over from where the Brian Howard show originates from. Uh, they make this awesome pepper jelly. They make a hellfire jelly. They make a fiery fig. They make a passion fruit. They make a guava. And when I say hot, it's not right, guys. Jack, back me up on this. It's not. It's not, it's not out of control. No it's not way. out of control. No. Because like we said before, pain is not a flavor. Flavorful exactly. jelly. It could it's be. flavorful. It's got a kick. It's got a sweetness to it. it and we're addicted to it. And I'm sorry that's not in our little spread today. But we do have it, Jenny. So if you want to go look, back into the kitchen. You already have your shoes off. I mean, you're halfway there. Come on. Halfway, halfway to barefoot there. and Dumont. pregnant? I'm, I'm <laughs> dishes while you're in there. I'm all about some hot pepper I jelly. I'm down with it. Philip would like. See, Maybe it. after the show. Listen, though. So go on over to JenkinsJellies.com. If you don't want to remember that uh, URL, that website, it's just like it sounds. Go to BrianHowardComedy.com. Right there on the podcast page, there's a little ad for it. <clears throat> Click on that. That'll take you over to Jenkins Jellies. Do your shopping. Get your pepper jelly. It'll be shipped right to your doorstep. Right before checkout, though, it's going to say, do you have a special discount code? And that's what I've arranged for you good people. We've arranged the discount code Brian H. Yeah. H yeah. is for holy cow. H is for holy cow. Brian with an I, please. Uh, and you're going to get a little something off your order. I'm not sure how much of the discount is. I think it's 10. Uh-huh. 10% off your order. But don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. You're going to get the jelly. It's going to be sent right to your home. I was in the Midwest this weekend doing the show like I admitted. Uh, earlier, admitted earlier, <laughs> like it's an insult. Wow! Uh, and uh, after the show, uh, a fan friend, a friend fan, a, a, she's a friend, a friend, friend? my friend Kamari, a and I friend. think she's a listener to the show. She's definitely a friend. Had uh, both Philip and myself, Phil Johnson, not Philip, standing right here with me today. I know this is a very convoluted sentence. Over to her house for a little get together, a little beer and wine, a little snackage, and she had right there on the little buffet table four, all four of the jellies, and wow. we were just chowing on. And you them. felt like you were home. Well, she bought them because of the show. Yeah. So nice. there you go. So do that, folks. Drop a little something in the PayPal link, like we already said. Support the show. Tell your friends. Blah, blah, blah. And we are back. Uh, we are still sitting here with Jack Dagger, uh, the unkillable Jenny Lynn. Uh, the unkillable, though, possibly whiny, if you're going to whine about your neck. Can we do that with your nickname? Can I kick you in the balls? That, that means yes. <laughs> I'm him, pretty tall, so I don't know. You'd have to work on it. Give him some Vicodin first. Okay. okay. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Break her foot. And uh, uh, Philip Solomon, who uh, yeah. is a producer of Variety Entertainment, 
in uh, for events and parties and, and all kinds of theatrical experiences for Hollywood stars. You call him at Way Too Much Entertainment. He will make it happen. You're like Pierce Paget, the character from L.A. Confidential. Anything you desire. Wow. Uh, Fleur de Lis, right? Wow. Wasn't that Amazing. what it was called? Yes. I just saw that on HBO. But I'm pretty sure that was just a bunch of prostitutes. Cut up to look like stars. Yes. But if you went to Philip and... No. He would do that. We, no. we cut up prostitutes all the time. Really? To look yeah, like man, stars or just awesome. for fun? No, just for fun. Awesome. <laughs> just to decorate the studio. <laughs> now, now, what did your, now, what's your background? Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm born and raised in the uh, Hothlanta. In the ATL. Oh, oh my God. It rebellious, is freezing there now. Rebellious young punk kid. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Doing my thing. Hanging who are, out. Who was the punk influence? Uh, gosh, I don't know. It may what have been like this, be? this mid eighties. So, but Iggy and the Stooges. Well, yeah, well, not so much Iggy, but like the Clash and uh, GBH and the Exploited, and I don't know. As a different, I was a different kid. <laughs> I was rebellious and did crazy things with my hair and everybody in this room was in suburban Atlanta, and so yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't bit know, of, a bit of a misfit. Uh, misfit. I like the I like the misfits. Mis- I like the misfits as well. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. And then just kind of like uh, escaped to the city and was hanging out downtown. Yeah. With the uh, you know with the the lower class brats and all those kids on the street and yeah. you know getting into trouble and doing all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. you were a drummer, right? In a yeah. Punk band. yeah. When I met cool. you, you were in a two man variety entertainment act. Yeah. Called... Let's talk about us for a moment, Brian. Yes, let's yeah. do it. We I now I've, I've seen you joke about mullets and fieros. <laughs> yes. I I knew you when I had a mullet and a fiero. I knew you when you had a mullet and a fiero. Now, I remember. Can uh, we I'm, just say that when I. Was it really a mullet then? Mm. Sort of. It was, yeah, cur- it was. It was curly, though, I think I remember. Oh, God. I like, think I had that had haircut. Now, hang on. Before it was Shut cool? Up. It was a great perm. Here's what I... Oh, God damn it. Here's what I had. I had that longer hair in the back thing. Yes, cool in the front, long in the back, whatever. Before it trickled down... To redneck culture, where it still is to this day. Miley Cyrus's dad. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I had it before Billy Ray. Billy Ray. It doesn't make it okay. It kind of does. (laughs) No, it doesn't. There is never an excuse Uh, for a mullet. Look Uh, at your haircut now. Yeah. Okay. In 20 years, what you all your haircuts just straight. My hair is freaking one length. The end. All right. Fine. All right, I had a mullet. Yeah, you had a mullet. No, we, we but we met it. That we met. But it wasn't the same way. Yes, it was. It, right, Philip. Back I in have, those days, no, it was no. Brian was so cool. We no, shared. Well, we shared a stage. No, 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 no. We shared a stage. We shared a stage at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. <laughs> yes, we did. With well, your you mullets. Were, you were maybe nineteen, twenty. You're, I'm a couple years older than you. So we're. So I was like seventeen, eighteen. I was performing with Dan Thurman. Yeah, you were. You were that young. Yeah. Yeah. Very Dude. young. Dude. Yeah. You're and, like me. You're you're right out of the womb going yeah, into on stage. Exactly. And it was like you know I was playing drums with this punk band called the Antiheroes, uh-huh. and uh, you know punks and skinheads and violence and drugs and all this kind of nonsense and crazy. Ooh. And but then uh, then I found Variety Arts. I met a juggler, Dan Thurman. I was like, oh hey, juggling is like drums in some kind of fun, funky way. It's rhythmic, rhythmic, and you know uh, ambidextrous and coordination and stuff. And so we became pals. We still perform together today. Yeah. Dan, Dan is a uh, Hall of Fame motivational speaker with the National Speakers Association. Wow. Where is that hall? Uh, everywhere. You, <laughs> you know, kind of like uh, where, where, where you know, like God is. Where okay. they, you so know, I can't gather. buy a ticket and go into the, the uh, Hall of Fame. Brian, you're in, you're in it yeah. now. You're in it. I'm in it now? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. 
And so, but Dan's That's doing awesome. great, and we still do some stuff together today. And he works with you through way, way too much. Way no, long. I work with, uh, I kind of work with him. He has a company called Motivation Works oh, okay. in Atlanta and uh, does a great stuff, does a great job. And so uh, he does his speaking, but then when they need to supersize it and bring some, you know, kind of crazy into the room, then we bring some drums and juggling and machetes and Jesus. torches and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. So he taught you to juggle, and that's how you ended up well, on we stage. Made, that's we where made, we met. Yeah, we made a deal. We said, hey, I'll teach you how to play drums if you teach me how to juggle. Became best friends. He was cool. best man at my wedding. I was best Aww. man at his wedding. Aww. And we got into a bunch of trouble, but and, and including the Maryland Fair, we had a great time. What like, kind of trouble did you Laughing get? Lizard Lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no good trouble. I mean, oh, okay. It, it was kind of wholesome stuff. I and mean, that was kind of dragging me out of the dark side of punk rock, you know. And the really? Performing arts. and Before then, know, it was a little dark for you? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, you, you see these, you know, people... You can choose the dark side. Oh, here yeah. we go, Star Wars again. You can choose the dark side, or you can choose the light side. Yeah. And you know, you come to that, you know, in the late teens or your early twenties, you figure yeah. out what where you're going to go. Right. And I had a lot of friends that kind of traveled down the dark side yeah. and and are no longer alive, or oh, or they may be still stuck, kind of spiraling around. But I think uh, through performing arts and through a lot of the wonderful people that you meet at Ren Fair, right, uh, the festivals and stuff, a lot of great folks, and so uh, found a different path. Yeah. And kind of, and that's. And that's kind of one of the things that led me to wanting to work with the homeless youth mm-hmm. is that I understand. I get it. I've been yeah. there. Been there. Done that. I understand what you're going through. Yeah. Feeling kind of an outsider or yeah. whatever. Different. And it's very neat to get the variety in the circus arts in there, too. You know, yeah, why totally. not? Bring, use all these it, other aspects. Brings it around a little bit. What I remember, first time meeting you, and I don't know if you remember this, I didn't know. I, I, yeah, we shared a stage back in the late 80s at the Maryland Renaissance Fair. The for Chess one Pavilion two, stage. Chess Pavilion stage. Wow. Uh I started when I was pretty young, so it's a couple years later than you and Dan, who are both younger than me. So now I saw you as kind of where I was that many years ago. Okay, yeah. There was almost like I was that in the same generation. I was like the top end of that generation. Yeah. Okay, there we go. But I didn't know you that well, and somebody introduced me to you. Maybe it was Dan or somebody else, and there was some joke you did where you punched me on the arm as hard as you could. You, you, you set me up for a joke. Do you remember <laughs> this joke? No. You sent me – I don't – God, I want to do research on this. You asked me a question. It was like a riddle or some joke. And I'm like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And I gave you the answer. And the punchline was being punched in the arm as hard as you possibly could. Wrong, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was something to do with a horse because it's called a Charlie horse, right? When you get was that, that – you sure that's that me? That was you. You're positive. I'm positive. That doesn't, I don't hold a grudge. Uh, that's not my style of joke. I, uh, I don't. I don't normally do jokes where I punch people. Maybe when you <laughs> had a even, mullet. It I don't was think it's style. funny. I deserved it because of the haircut. Yep. Probably. Yeah, probably. No, I mean, it was all right, but it was funny. Were, as were you in a straight jacket at the time? No, we were just walking around an event like that festival. Yeah. So he says, "Oh, Brian, this is uh, Philip. Oh, hey, Philip." And you said, "Blah blah." Whatever the setup was, I said, "I don't know." And then bang I in the you. arm, and then ran away. Okay, laughing. that's not that's that not me. Absolutely, you. totally. No, I revered you. I was like, God, Don't this guy's awesome, and he's you know, you were funny. I'm not funny, but you were funny, <laughs> and it was like you were total. I, I looked well, up to you. All right, so it's like, I it's think like pulling the pigtail. I think yeah. it's mistake. Like, I think okay. it's, and then running yeah. away. I'm not offended to this. It's years I think ago. it's mistake. I think it's mistaken identity. Well, I think who the hell you've was atta- that? I have no idea. But that's not. my <laughs> I'm not holding a grudge. I swear it's not my style. I swear it. I swear to God that was you. I swear to God. No, right, it, well, was, it wasn't me. It was the 80s. Yeah. Just a lot of and you're getting over getting I was wasted. I was wasted. Out of your yeah, mind okay, wasted. Yeah, that's what it was. There you go. I, I had, I, I had ingested loads of drugs. It was funny. Thought it was funny and punched you. Ten years you, later. I and punched you. I didn't like you right away. Oh, my. And I, that's I, why. I like you now. Oh, man. Don't worry. I like you now. I knew there was something. I knew there was I didn't know what I had done. 
I could feel she, it. Wait, wait a minute. Him. Now you're having memories of it. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I, I didn't know that I had done that. No, I'm having memories of feeling alienated from you in a subcontext wow. kind of way. Yeah. That you always held something against me. That's I think and you I'm guys like, need to go to like, therapy. I look at you and I go, like, why does Brian look at me sideways that way? I thought we were friends, man. I thought, <laughs> and, but you've attached this negative memory to me. No, it's not a memory. You really did it. Oh, my God. It's not a memory. Why. You really did it? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let memory me, let me apologize now. No, no, no. Now. Brian understands what memories are. Because I, but it's, I think it's great that you remember that maybe I was looking at you as gone, because I probably it, was. You were. And the, but So let it's me like apologize now. Let me apologize. Let me right, make let me, let me make an amends. Right, okay, I'm making ahead, an amends here. All right, go ahead. If, because only jackasses make jokes like that and punch you. <laughs> you were wasted. If, if, <laughs> you were if, drunk. If I if I did that, yeah. Brian, yes, I'm really sorry. Thank you. I swear to God, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I didn't mean to. That was okay. almost an "I'm sorry you were offended" apology. Yeah, because he put the word "if" at the beginning. If I'd done if this, I'd... <laughs> I yeah. love that. I, love I qualified. You can't give me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I qualified it. Like I'm going to make that up. Anyway, I'm um, sorry you were offended by yeah. me punching you. Yeah. But I, I love the folks in the Maryland Festival. In uh, the of, Renaissance Festival, yeah, world, which yeah. a lot of us work in and have done shows yeah. at. Yeah, they're great people out there. Way too much was just at the White House. Woo woo! Yeah, for what, recently or Halloween. No? You didn't see for the Halloween last year. What's that? You didn't see the pics on? I did see the pics. I just oh, didn't know it was so recently. We got a chance. What to, was that like? Oh, it was surreal. Well, the, we were there. It was the second time we were there. First time. See, I knew that you were there. More first time we were there was in 2009. And uh, we brought these like giant bu- uh, bubbles with butterflies in them. Yeah. Uh, Todd Key was a stilt walking tree. We had a stilt walking vine. We just brought in some cool stuff. Crazy stuff. After we were done, we were invited into the White House. Well, sort of invited. We kind of crashed the party, but yeah. we won't talk about that. Okay. We went into the White House. First of all, I got to nice. backtrack a little bit. How hard is it to get your gear into, through security? Because you have weird ass gear. And yeah. You, well, don't you have a mirror suit, an entire suit? Well, Casey, in Casey wore the memory suit, mirror suit okay. this past year. Okay. No, I mean, it was pretty, pretty it's standard. A suit of knives, essentially. But you go. Basically, yeah. It's a suit of knives. No, well, it's not like in 96 when the Olympics were in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, in the bomb. Yeah. We, well, mm-hmm. we went in. To, we, Dan and I were doing shows at the, 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 the on site, on, tam- on campus at Georgia Tech. Okay. All the athletes and stuff are housed. And uh, right before we went to do the shows at Georgia Tech for the athletes, yeah. I was on tour with the Antiheroes. Okay. Our opening band was a band called Time Bomb. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. They covered my drum cases with time bomb stickers. As we're going through security, I'm taking these time bomb stickers off of security going into the uh, oh the uh, Olympic campus. Little so stickers like, look like a time bomb. But the, the White House, they were pretty cool. I can't believe they let me in, first of all. But then uh, <laughs> we were going through. They, they do the whole scan. The What's scan. that like? You, uh, no, they do that. You submit your, you know, your information, and right. they do the whole scan of the vehicle, the dog search, and they're pulling this stuff out, and they're just kind of looking at you like, "Yeah, really? What are you gonna do today?" Yeah, you know, it's like, well, it's Halloween. You know, yeah. we're, we're here to have fun. As a variety artist, you're used to that. Your yeah. stuff is always being looked at. Yeah. Why do you have a bullwhip? Why yeah. do you have a katana? Yeah. But the first year we were there in 2009, ended up ended up that night drinking champagne with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp dressed oh as the uh, Mad Hatter. What? What? Bizarre. Oh my god! They're just hanging out in you know the presidential living room underneath the original portrait of Abraham Lincoln. It was, oh my god! No biggie. Was, so Johnny Depp has done up like his character from the movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! And it god. was like in, when they were promoting that movie, and it was for military families that were there. They had uh, you know husbands or wives serving overseas. He seems surprisingly like a good guy. Because he could, with his career and his looks and his talent, be a douchebag. He was so nice. His dog, Johnny Depp. I, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't think of what I was going to say to him. I was kind of probably an idiot, but I was like, my daughter's named Lily, too. <laughs> oh, because his daughter's named Yeah. <laughs> That's all you could say. <laughs> and he's like, That's nice. 
you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you met the president. Uh, I didn't meet the president that year. Okay. But when we went back this past year. Halloween. They, Halloween. Mm-hmm. They uh, made a private appointment for us, myself and uh, our production manager and our mm-hmm. costumer. Mm-hmm. I wanted everyone to come, but they're like, no, they're going to be working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they made a, a private appointment and they you know, said, okay, now's the time. And they take us to here and then they take us there and then they have a handler. Mm-hmm. And then they opened up the door and they said, uh, Mr. and Mrs. President, this is our, these are our friends from way two. And then they had been briefed really well, apparently. Right. And they're like, Hey, how's it going? So nice to see you. They're incredibly nice. No mm-hmm. pretension. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack has a transcendent handshake. Barack. What? Bar- You're Mr. on a first name. Mr. Obama. Basis. <laughs> but it was like this. It was transcendent like, handshake. Transcendent hand. Like it was like, you know, this soft hand. It, yeah. was, it was really nice. Um, but anyway, we met them. Hung out, talked to him for a second, That's and fantastic. they were very nice and very. That's great. Very, you know. Did and they then, really call them Mister and Mrs. President? I can't remember. Yeah, but we got That's a photograph out so of it. Cool. I know. I've seen the photograph. That's pretty cool. It was really neat, and it was. I, I'm, I'm a Obama supporter. All right. So, are, are you admitted. more nervous meeting uh, President of the United States or Tim Burton? I mean, not Tim Burton. Uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah, I, 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 at moment to moment basis, yeah. I was more nervous meeting Johnny Depp. Yes. Right, because it was he probably was, less controlled. Well, he was dressed as the Mad Hatter. Barack Obama was dressed as Barack Obama, <laughs> but Johnny Depp was dressed as a Mad Hatter. So yeah. I didn't know what I was dealing with there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what if Obama was dressed as the Mad Hatter? You walked. I'd be freaked out. Freak Johnny Depp was dressed up as Barack Obama. Obama. But yeah. uh, what I was saying about the I Maryland Festival is yeah. that when we went back in 2013, we were able to work with Sabelle and Casey and Myra. These are friends of ours from way back in the day. Yeah, and I was like able to kind of go back in there and say, hey, you know, and it was a lot of the Maryland Renaissance Fair People Festival, Fair Festival that came in. It was awesome. And it's great that you bring up uh, Casey. He's a supporter of the show. He has done an audio uh, quiz, which I couldn't get in this week's show, but we'll hopefully get it into a future show. So uh, in a way, he's a contributor to the show. And he has a very good question right here on the the website, on the Facebook page, I should say. Uh, This is Casey asking a question. We're going to take some listener questions. Uh, as a performer uh, that utilizes actual, not audience plants, audience members, it's uh, fairly known that most, I'm trying to read this off my monitor here, that most performers of this type have a type they look for. Do you ever fear picking the same person more than once in different shows? Or are you able to remember past audience members enough to move on to somebody else? And then finally, have you ever purposely picked the same volunteer because you knew the kind of reaction you'd get from having worked with them before? So I, that was his word for word. I probably should have broken that down a little bit. Um, I I like what he's asking. It's kind of interesting. I do use a couple audience volunteers in my basic set. And uh, there's a segment I do, and I use a kid. And I almost every year I'm doing shows, Somebody comes up to me and says, oh, this is my son, whatever. He was in your show last year, and he was just in my show that time. So maybe there is something, and I don't know what it is, and I can't put my finger on it. But there's this weird – I don't know. I honestly don't know what I'm looking for. Now, you you get the guy, Jack. We to, always look uh, – there's always a type for us as well, but it's really hard to put your finger on it until you see the guy. Yeah. It's got to be a meek yeah. person. Yeah. You got to look for that meek spirit, someone who's not quite ready to volunteer. Yeah. So that they're not going to come up and make an ass. Meek meaning you don't want that bravado macho. No, you don't want that at all. Yeah, me either. So you want that, uh, and for us, we want a certain, we want bulk as so well. So you want someone and you can manipulate? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want somebody who's going to play along. When Third. I do straight jacket escapes, I always get women. Two reasons. One, yes, there's a little uh, pseudo-sexual energy there, putting a guy in a straight jacket, it's a woman, not a guy. Okay, fine. Two, women 
have not, don't have anything to prove as much as men do. Men are immediately threatened as soon as you get them on stage. Because they're shorter than you. Uh, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> possibly. I just think that men in general, haven't you found that men totally. in general, you get them on stage in a comedy environment, they think they're going to be made fun of. Yes. And and I don't try to do that in my show. I just have fun with the audience volunteers. Also, so. I find that men are more prone to getting drunk in public mm. than women. Uh, so yep. like at the Magic Castle, doing yeah. a lot of shows oh there. Oh, my God. I get, a, I get a volunteer up, and I'm actually juggling machetes over their body as yeah. they're laying you know, on sure. the ground. So you definitely go for the malleable, meek ones. The Magic Castle gets more drunk as the night goes on, and I feel so bad for the performance. Oh, oh my yeah. god! You, yeah. you can you pull up some crazy oh on the stage god. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I crazy. saw you uh, in two thousand six or eight or seven. I don't know. In one of the odd years uh, at the Magic Castle with the with the mums and doing, doing the rock and yeah, roll, the grinder and yeah. the Rage Against the Machine and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fun. That was a great, great <laughs> you were set, man. With Tanya, I think I was with Tanya. Oh, time. and I juggled I juggled the knives over Teddy. Teddy, that, oh yeah, that her, show. Her, her boyfriend, yeah. But what now? Here's the thing: is that do you feel bad when someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, thanks for having me in your show that time," and you're like, "Oh gosh, I don't quite remember." Oh, not at all. <laughs> no, because no, I don't. I'm going to forget you the second you walk out the door, yeah, right? Except for my aching arm. <laughs> but from I do twenty rem- years ago. But I do remember. <laughs> ju- but I do remember. <laughs> I didn't do it, I swear to God. Um, but I do remember <laughs> juggling over Teddy because yeah. Teddy reminded me. No, you can't remember your volunteers. And I think it's they hard. know that. They know that. Uh, and going on to the next question was, have you ever used somebody uh, from the past? And I confess that I have. I can count on one hand how many times I have. Maybe three times in my life I picked the same woman to put me in a straitjacket. And I picked the same kid to like to hold a bowling ball in a routine I do with a kid in a bowling ball and a juggling thing because I know the kid is a huge fan. I know he lives for it. He loves it. He's a great sport. I get him up. And I, and the kid, an adult will get up and they kind of get the, the, the conceit of the show, pretend like I don't know it's you kind of vibe. You don't have to say anything to an adult. Yeah. They get it. Okay, he's picking me again. We're going to have fun again. He's going to say, have we ever met before? And I'm going to say, No. Kid walks up, literally, when I pick another kid, the first thing out of their mouth is, I did this last year when I was, yeah. And they're two steps ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. They're like picking up the next prop, yeah, getting yeah, it ready yeah, for you. Yeah, they're, they're setting up your joke and winking and nudging you. <laughs> and but you, and you have to say to the kid, just pretend like I don't know you. Or I have a modification to his, uh, his request. Sometimes we get requested to incorporate the CEO. Yes. Oh, the worst. Yeah, we get that or you have a predetermined, this, oh, is, this is our guest of honoree, and we right. want them to feel... A little bit more special. Yeah. A little more important. A little more special. How do we how do we incorporate them? That's I don't I don't know. Tough. Is it difficult? It can be. Has anybody well once I was what was it? I was at a gig, I think it was an improv gig with comedy sports. I used to be in a troupe called Comedy Sports, and somebody came up to us and said, Oh, use Bob, the CEO. Here's some funny stuff about him. Um, let's see. Oh, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> and we're like listening, writing this down, like, oh great, let's make fun of that addiction. Okay, what else? It's like, what the fuck? He beats He's his like, wife and kids. He beats his wife and children. He tells this joke where he punches you and then runs away. He's an asshole. asshole. What an ass. Oh, God. Did you have fun, Philip? Blast. I think we covered everything, except uh, I just want to say that you, other than being way too much uh, entertainment, you also have facility. 
yeah, we have a great spot. We moved there in June. Uh-huh. Uh, the Derby Dolls, the roller, the the, the oh. premier banked track roller derby league mm-hmm. of Southern California. Yep. Uh, it's actually right down the street from where I live. I'm an East Sider. I okay. live in Echo Park, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's an old Nestle chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. And they have the bank track roller derby league. They have bouts there, you know, few times a month on Saturday nights. We have a great facility there. We have three thousand square feet. You're We're, in the same room as them? Or? No, no, no. Same it's building. A, it's the same building. Okay, but there's cool. a couple of different. We're in a divided area. Okay. Different out, outdoor, outside entrance. Uh, but we have uh, a, like a showroom with you know staging and lights and all that stuff. And we're uh, looking at putting on some shows, kind of like an underground cabaret thing coming up. There's awesome. a guy. Philip knows uh, Stefan Haves really sure. well. I know. Uh, he's a director guy. Uh, Stefan and I are going to start putting together some ideas, putting on shows on. Friday nights. Excellent. We don't know how long... Get the variety thing going. Yeah, yeah we don't so. know how long we have the studio because the building... This yeah. is sad. This is a sad part of the show. Uh, the building is slated for demolition. Uh, it's just like the Mexican water monster. <laughs> it is. Just like the, the salamander. The salamander. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're, they're going on this site. It's a beautiful spot. They're going to be building 200 Condos. residences and of course, yeah. you know, 50,000 square shop feet of, yeah, and yeah. a CVS on the corner. It's yeah. They're doing this, and uh, we're possibly going to have to move soon. Ah. So we perform we're, in the CVS. Yeah, I consider do moving on the other side of the river where we are now, up in northeast. That's where we're looking. So up here in Highland know, Park, the Derby Dolls, and way too much entertainment. We want to stay together because we like being neighbors, and I think it's Excellent. a cool, fun thing. Uh, but it's a great organization. If you haven't gone to see about yet. Uh, check the Derby out Dolls. Der- the com. Yeah. Check it out. It's a blast. One of our co-hosts, uh, Linda Wasserman, is just now getting into roller derby. So it's she... really cool. It's a great environment. It's a great thing. It's a great time. Yeah. Very fun night. I haven't gone yet. A friend of mine's band played at uh, Intermission, I guess. They have yeah, a yeah. halftime band usually, and his band played. And That's cool. They, they, have a, yeah. they have a rock band playing. You go and they have like a vendor village with all kinds of stuff. It's yeah. something that you got to see. It's yeah. very, very cool Los Angeles thing. We're, we're neighbors with them. Yeah. We have a space. We're going to start doing some shows. And... Which is great because I've talked to Jack. And Jenny a lot. We're we're just itching to do something. We're usually pretty busy, so I think it's going to be the winner. And it'd, it'd be nice if you and, uh, like you said, the uh, Stefan guy and all these other people that are into variety can get variety going. Burlesque yeah. is really happening across the country with a lot of it starting here in L.A. Why not get variety coming up right there, right behind? We want to do it. We yeah. and we did some shows there uh, over around the Halloween time, yeah. and had Lily von Stupp come yeah. in, and uh, magicians and jugglers and aerialists excellent. and all this stuff. We've a lot of great things. That's happening. excellent. So next time you have one of those coming up come back on the show for sure give us the uh, web address again of the charitable organization myfriendsplace.org and go on over there to get your tickets for the valentine's day show which of course is april 14th which is february 14th april it's april 1st is valentine's day no gotcha Gotcha. Nice reference. February 14th, whatever you're doing, if you live in Southern California, guess what? You're not doing that anymore. You're going to go see Totem down in Santa Monica, and you're going to help a very, very worthy cause. Uh, If you are new to the show, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. Go on over to the iTunes store and give us a good review. We've been getting a lot of those lately. Give us five stars. If there's something we can work on, uh, just shout it into the ether because I don't really want to read it. We'll Uh, pluck it out. We'll pluck it out. What's up with you guys, Jack? Uh, still doing gaming stuff while I'm on the injured roster on thegamecation. Actually, it's a YouTube channel, so it's YouTube <laughs> the slash thegamecation. The game yeah, uh, Jenny sitting at home with my cat. Sitting at home with your cat. Shit, yeah, and Philip, of course, uh, way too much entertainment. Check them out. Way too much entertainment. dot com, and also go to my friends. 
Place.org to help that really very worthy cause. Philip, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. It's been thank a pleasure you. having you. Thank you. Jack, as always, thank you for being here. Uh, Jenny, the unkillable Jenny Lynn, thank you for being there. On behalf of all these guys, I want to thank you for listening. This is your internet buddy, Brian Howard, saying cheers, everybody. Woohoo!